Welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living, a show where we talk to experts who've taken a wild idea and made it a reality so you can too. From people who have sailed around the world to those who've started thriving businesses and even broken records, some of the wildest ideas can lead to the most rewarding adventures. I'm your host, Shelby Stanger, and I hope you enjoy this show. This is episode 12 with Grace by Grit founders, Kate Nolan and Kimberly Cacavo. This episode was brought to you by Graced by Grit. The woman's owned athletic apparel company is all about helping women cultivate their grit to find their grace. And they make kick-ass yoga clothes and running clothes. I even wear some of the pants surfing. Now, if you're a first-time buyer and you go to gracedbygrit.com and enter the code WILDIDEAS at checkout, you'll get 40% off your entire order. 40% off your entire order with the code WILDIDEAS. This episode was also brought to you by Surf Diva. The original all-women's surf school has been teaching group, private, all-women, and co-ed lessons at their stunning San Diego location for over 20 years. I've taught surf lessons there for years and seen hundreds of men and women come through, learn to ride waves, and it literally changes their lives. Go to surfdiva.com or give them a call. And when you book a lesson in San Diego and mention this show or the code WILDIDEAS, you'll get a $10 gift card to use towards your next lesson or in their store. Today's guests are Kate Nolan and Kimberly Cacavo, the founders of Graced by Grit. You've heard them before. They were our first sponsor for the show. We agreed to have them on the podcast before I even started it. They talk a lot about their wild idea of starting a company and how you can start a company too, as well as how you can embrace your grittier moments. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, today we have Kim and Kate from Grace by Grit on the show. Ladies, welcome. Thank you. We're excited to be here. That's Kim and uh, this is Kate. Thanks for having us, Shelby. Awesome. So you guys had this wild idea a few years ago to start a woman's fitness line. Just tell me why, Kim. Well, we were training for a triathlon and we kept talking about what was missing in women's athletic apparel. And what was missing were clothes that were designed to make women feel strong and empowered. We wanted safety in our clothing because it can be dangerous out there and dangerous whether you're in the water or the land. So we wanted to include a whistle, pockets. We wanted safety. We wanted some protection. So we made clothing that had both. When you first told me this story, you kind of talked a little bit about, you know, the need not being met in the market for what you want, just keeping your body parts in. Can you just tell me a little bit about that? Well, I think specifically Kimberly said that when she and I first started training together, that all different parts of her body were jiggling. <laughs> wow. I wasn't in that bad of shape. But well, she wasn't at all. Was, I was wearing a great looking outfit that was great when I was static, but I wanted the compression once I started running because I looked great and I felt great when I wasn't moving. But once I started running, my confidence went to shreds because I didn't feel like I looked great running. Yeah. And so we wanted compression, but more than that, we wanted safety because we wanted to make sure women feel safe when they're exercising. So just so everyone listening knows, I met these ladies. I just was obsessed with their clothing and pretty much stocked them at a coffee shop and wanted them to be part of this podcast from day one. They came on board and they've been awesome to work with. So thank you. Just today, um, I was running and there was an unsafe experience. Someone was getting naked on the road. Someone stopped me. They're like, hey, this guy's getting na- naked. So safety is a big deal. What's Is there an example of when you've been running where 
it's been pretty unsafe or you've been in an experience? Well, yes, there has. I mean, I run in the morning early often and, you know, it's dawn and people are out and about, um, not necessarily the people you want to run into. And so I've run by a van with the car door open where a guy was taking care of himself so everyone could watch. Oh, no. And I felt totally unsafe, though, because you don't know what can happen in that situation. You don't know what can happen. So I I love that your, your clothes have whistles. I think that's so important. And pockets for your phone which for me is huge you know the name graced by grit is beautiful who's the actress who mentioned that those exact words meryl streep meryl streep mentioned those exact words while giving an award ceremony speech and you had this name graced by grit i especially love the word grit what can we learn from from our gritty moments well, for us, it's those gritty moments that help define you and how you get through them end up being your grace. So Kate and I have both been graced by grit several times, but it's how we handle that that moment, that that incident in our life that helps define us and change us and how we become who we are today. Kim, what was one of your grittiest moments for oh you Oh my personally? gosh, I've had so many. I was widowed at 30 and I thought it's over. I'll never find true love again as only a 30 year old can think. But I have and I know I'm 20 years married to a man I've known 30 years, two wonderful kids and they're definitely my grace. So, so kind of when you're in these gritty moments, sometimes it's really hard to see the, the forest through the trees. What do you do in these gritty moments to get out of them? Um, For me, I mean, exercise is a key part of me pushing through a gritty moment just to get those endorphins going. But I think also surrounding myself with people that support me and communicating when I'm Mm. struggling, I think is important. And I think that's often hard, especially for women to talk about their weaknesses or struggles that they're going through. Although everyone likes to talk to actually get to the raw parts of what you're struggling with, I think can be often hard. Yeah, how how does applying grace, how do you apply grace to gritty moments? I mean, for me, when I'm going through a really shitty time or a hard time, thinking about grace in that time is really hard for me. So how do you guys do it? You know, f- for me, I'm an engineer. So for me, I break it down into a series of steps. I know where I want to go. And so anytime I'm faced with the situation, I think, what would I like the outcome to be? And then what do I need to do to get there? And I just make a series of steps and I keep moving towards the goal with the knowledge that once I've been through this and gotten through, which I will get through, I will be thankful for that experience because that experience will have taught me something meaningful. Hmm. Yeah. And I think taking the high road, I think we both tend to say that to our employees and to our family and to our children um, specifically, but taking the high road in those moments, I think definitely will give you grace. And then, you know, how does applying grace to gritty moments change your kind of attitude? That's sort of what I'm, I'm guessing. It changes most of your attitude or it changes you somehow. I don't know that it, nece- I don't know that it necessarily changes you, but I know it makes you less afraid of, confrontation of key events in your life because you know we're old enough now to know that those moments help shape you and help build character 
So for me, I don't run away from a sticky situation. You just kind of have to dive right into it and handle it as best you can. So now you almost just like love it when you have a gritty situation, I'm guessing. (laughs) (laughs) I have a 16-year-old son, so luckily I'm blessed with a few gritty moments. Oh, that's crazy. 16. (laughs) These ladies look young for those listening. You know, you have a lot of customers that this name has really resonated with them. Can you just share an experience or a story about some of the, the, the customer experiences of, of those that have been touched by kind of the Grace by Grit name and, and maybe their stories, if, if you're okay sharing them. Yeah, I think, Kate, why don't we start with the time you and I were on a conference call. You were driving down the coast, and it was early on in our business. And she said, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I see two people wearing our, or three people wearing our clothes. I need to stop and talk to them. Yeah. So she hopped out of the car. Yeah, I, I pulled over and they were on the beach and they had were having a photo shoot and three women were wearing our clothes and I went up to them. I said, oh, this is great gear. Where'd you get it? And they didn't know who I was, that I was the person that made the gear they're wearing. And the woman said, oh, this is great company, graced by grit. They're in Solana Beach. And I said, actually, I'm one of the founders. And she said, oh my gosh, I have to tell you, you don't even know what graced by grit means. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Please do tell me, what does it mean? Yeah. She was going through stage four breast cancer. Oh, man. And her teenage daughter was her caregiver, and she was there with her. And a local magazine was doing a piece on her on how she got through that tough time. And she said that when she's in chemo, she would visualize the words graced by grit because that was who she was. And she had to get through this moment. She had four kids. She had to make it through because she had to be there for her kids. So, you know, for her, that gritty moment of struggling with cancer and having her daughter as her grace was super important to her. And she was right. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant to her at all. That's that's a really interesting story. I think that's kind of what's cool about having a company is you can touch so many people. I just want to talk about starting a company because starting a company is really hard. Starting a podcast was challenging for me. So for you guys, what was the hardest thing about starting a company? Well, fundraising. Fundraising, yeah. And I think, you know, just having the guts to start. The first step is, you know, checking the box, paying the $900 and starting the company, uh, incorporating. That was hard, the first step. But once we did that, we thought, okay, let's go. We've got a design product. Luckily for us, Our product design has been great from the beginning. A lot of people spend the first five years of the company perfecting the product. We got the product. We just needed to get the funding. And, you know, for us, it's been great. And our customers have grown fairly organically. But now we're entering the big time. We have celebrities wearing our clothes. We have lots of uh, press coverage. And we need to meet the demand. So we're raising money again. Yeah. So you guys are big, but it did not happen overnight. And I think there's this like myth that, you know, all companies are successful out of the gate. And if you build it, they will come. You have to kind of go to them a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, for us, when we developed our first product, we sold immediately. And it was friends and family, but it was also friends of friends that came in and just bought something thinking they were, you know, doing us a solid. And once they wore it, they fell in love and then they wanted more and their friends wanted more. And so for us, that's where the fundraising comes in, right? Because people want the product and they want more of it. And then we have to produce it. So we have, we have a product recently 
that we sold out of in three days after introducing it. We had the launch party scheduled for the following week. We had to delay the launch party till later this month. Was it the cycling kit? The cycling kit. Yeah, Yeah. you know, not a lot of people do cycling kits for women. I've always said like, gosh, and someone just make like cute triathlete gear and cycling gear. And you guys partnered with another female company. Is it Betty Designs? Betty Designs, yeah. So cool. I like that. Um, So you guys can check out Betty Designs, Grace by Grit, the cycling kit. Sold out, but I know you got some on back order in February. Well, we do. And you can actually place your order now. But really, it's like... It's still not that easy. Like for the average person starting a company, asking for money is really hard for some people. Well, it's really hard for women too. So can you talk a little bit about some of your tactics? I want Kate to talk about it a little bit because I know Kim has a lot more experience asking well, for money. Well, I've actually learned a lot from yeah, Kimberly. So what Let's be you, clear because what this you, is her forte. I know. And so for me, I think you got to get over the fear real quick when you're asking for money and not be afraid to ask. And I think the challenge, particularly for women, is asking for money in all realms of their life, not just when you're starting a company and out fundraising, but in general, just asking for money is hard. Asking for raises at work is hard. Um, And I think getting over that initial fear of just doing it, but then also, I mean... Wait, can we talk more about this? Because I think this is a lot, it was a really important thing. I think asking for money is hard for men and women. A lot of women I know have a really hard time asking asking for money. I mean, how, how do you do it? How did you get over this fear? Well, hey, Kimberly is my business partner. She's not really afraid to ask for anything. You're not afraid to ask, but I think that's, you're an anomaly. It's, it's really cool to watch. You know, is there certain things that you did to like psych yourself up, Kate, when you had to do it? I think I did a lot of push-ups because the F word was thrown around (laughs) a lot. And we had a rule that if you said the F word, you had to do 10 push-ups. So we both had super buff arms and backs Uh, and shoulders. We'll have to use the F word more (laughs) to get a better shape. Okay, so Kim, you really are pretty good at asking for money. Like kind of what what have you learned? And I know you came from a big business world where you sort of had Yeah, I mean, for us, it is also identifying the right source of money. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we still struggle with and we're looking for a strategic investor right now the ideal investor would be a badass successful woman that will help us grow this brand because who worked at google uh, or a company there. Like that. that's a no, great that's good or maybe someone who sta- started an honest company and has wears our clothes <laughs> a national celebrity she would be a great investor yeah no, I think asking. But for- identifying who you are asking, and I think right. that's a great point, Kimberly, is identifying who those right, that right strategic investor or who those that group of investors would be to help your company get to the next level. Because a lot of people will throw around, hey, we'll give you this and we'll take a lot of that, but they might not be the people to grow right. your business the way you want it to grow. And we've gone before these investment panels. It's like Shark Tank? Yeah, the local version of Shark Tank that supports athletic, pursuits um, or businesses in San Diego. And it was interesting because the questions they had for us weren't necessarily about the business and the comments and their advice. They thought Kate should stand out front more because she had great legs and they thought I should smile more. (laughs) That's a really interesting advice that they gave you. Really and more gritty moments to add to our list <laughs> wow. of gritty moments. But guess been, what? I would have used that F word and done here's some push-ups. Here's the thing. Perseverance. Because we walked away from that feeling stronger about our business than we did walking into that. Because we knew we were right. Wow. Yeah. That's- and by the way, the main person who said, uh, I, don't, I don't know about this, has since come up to us and said, hey, I just want to tell you sorry. 
I misjudged you and you guys are totally going to make it. You know what? That's so cool because I was just in this investment or I, I was in an entrepreneur startup program and this young woman presented to a bunch of entrepreneurs, including the founder of Ugg Boot. And he, he was one of the guys who during her presentation doubted her company or, or somebody had said, hey, you should talk to the guy at Ugg Boots. I'm telling this story wrong, but she ended up like six months to two years later, like the guy who founded Ugg Boots is on her board and she's making like a hundred grand a month. So just because you get rejected now, I think is a really important lesson. Like you might get, that person might come around. Right. And also listen. I mean, often they have good things to say and mm. we're pointing out that one where the advice wasn't so good. But when they tell us no, a great thing to ask is why. Yeah. That's a great question is why. That's good advice, Kimberly. Thank you. You guys are are a women-only company, so that's got to be interesting. I know there's chocolate and wine always at the office, which is great, but what's it like? I guess what's been the most rewarding thing about starting a company for women but run by mostly women? And designed. Women. I mean, design. every every part of it is impacted by the women in our office, in our community, it's fabulous. We have some of the strongest, smartest women in all walks of life. We have moms, grandmas, students, high school students. Yeah, I mean, I think what we've done is created somewhat of an unconventional business because we do have women from all different at all different stages of their lives. Yeah. And so we've got a woman that's working on product development that happens to be pumping at the same time in the kitchen. And then we've got a woman straight out of college, triple major, that is ready to kick some serious butt and and grow wow. her own career. And we've got a woman that didn't even think she wanted to work and then saw us trying to set up a trunk show and said, you need me because you guys need someone to help organize you. So I think the beauty of what we've created is that the schedule isn't conventional. It's not everyone shows up at nine o'clock, everyone leaves at five o'clock. You know, there's we're up at five o'clock in the morning working in the morning. We've got women working at 10 o'clock at night to make sure that they've completed what they needed to get done because they weren't in the office all day. And I think that's really beautiful to do it that way because we're all making it happen. Mm. I also think there's, you know, there's a lot of emotions flying around in office with, with women. And I think that's actually a really nice thing because it's raw and it's genuine and it's authentic. And there's a lot of respect too. I always love yeah. I always love walking into Grace by Grit because I just feel like there's always someone to give me a hug. Or to and you'll find someone with their pants down trying another <laughs> pair of pants on. Right? Or they're making you try something. Or they're telling me, No, Shelby, you're a small, you're not a medium. Which they're right. Uh yes, I'm a small, not a medium. Thank you. In case you're sending gifts to what? Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a booty. What advice, if you guys could go back in time, what advice would you give to your 15-year-old self? And maybe you could just tell me like what a little bit, a sentence or two of what your 15-year-old self was like. Well, for me, I was an athlete. Uh, I was a swimmer and a softball player. I was super impulsive. I loved to have fun. I was super social. Um, I tried my best. So the advice I would give would be to be less impulsive and to probably enjoy the moments a little bit more. Enjoy the moments more. I like that. And be less impulsive. And, oh, you're looking at me Can't because really, you want to know what I was like as a 15-year-old. Yeah. Super fun, super hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a chubby, bespeckled what? swimmer. Um, Kimberly looks like a supermodel, by the way. She's well, just that's very kind. But beautiful. I was, 
I, my mom tried to get me to become a cheerleader because she was a little worried about my athletic pursuits since I was uh, veering more towards the male sports. But I was, for me, I've always really trusted my gut. Mm, and I would tell myself to continue on that path. You have to trust your gut and you have to believe in people and always do the right thing. That's good advice too. And you guys have kids that are around 15, right? Sort of. 16. 16. And we both have We survived 15. Yeah, we survived 15. We both have 16-year-olds now. So what advice would you give to maybe not your own kids, because that's hard, but other 15-year-old, 16-year-old kids out there? Respect your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Not your kid. Other 15-year-old kids. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, all of them. To all of them, I would say be less impulsive and try your best. Yep. Try your best. Um, be honest if you guys could fly actually you have this really cool jeep so let's just say your jeep could the grace by grit jeep could fly or fly around the world gritty gritty bang bang (laughs) (laughs) what what sort of billboard or banner would it read to the world what's your advice to the world sweat your story get out there and when you're going through that gritty moment put on a pair of our leggings and sweat your way through it i like that yeah i mean i would say be kind be honest do the right thing. Be good. Do you do you two read a little bit? Are there any books that kind of have shaped you or books that you recommend? Well, shaped and recommend might be different, but I read Atlas Shrugged when I was 12 and that shaped me. Did you not hear what she was like as a teenager? <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly might have like pages upon pages of books that she's read in comparison. I read a lot. But there are so many good books out there. Just get out there and read. Every book will impact you and shape you differently. I mean, right, I think it's what you're interested in, in the moment, right? Like right. right now for me, I'm reading Entangled, which is about raising teenage girls. And oh, funny. Obviously, it's very relevant to my life. So you guys are, you ladies are really busy. When we go running at 7 a.m. or 6.30, you've already been up, Kate, running. And I imagine you're doing something else crazy, Kim, at 5 or 6 in the morning. Are there routines or things that you guys do every day that helps make your life more sane, either meditation or... Yoga coffee, or coffee or wine <laughs> coffee, or something I think for that you us, do. Five. I think coffee and yoga and meditation and walk and run. I mean, we're very active. We have standing desks. We we sweat our story every single day. So you stand, not sit. That's that's yes. interesting. Sometimes I'm sitting. Sometimes I'm laying on the ground, actually, in the middle of the office, thinking. But for the most part, we're both standing. <laughs> that, that might be your meditative moment. <laughs> so you're in the fitness industry. You know, you make clothes for surfing for paddleboarding for tennis for yoga for running for all these sports climbing climbing skiing skiing what what sort of is are the best exercises what are your go-to exercises if you don't have a lot of time and you need a quick workout what do you do push-ups planks squats planks squats and push-ups okay everyone planks squats and push-ups wherever you are um one other question what gear do you always travel with i know you're on the road a lot and um traveling's a pain especially if you're you know a mom and you're juggling a million things is there anything you always have with you a great necklace and then <laughs> the grace by grit turtleneck because that can be a rash guard it can be a layer for skiing it looks super hot when you go out at night and our baby it's cold outside leggings because i can wear those to ski in i wear them to run i've even worn them to hot yoga because they wick so well yep. so for me that's my go to outfit 
And for me, at the the baby it's cold outside leggings are my go-to also because they're fleece line. They're perfect no matter what time of year actually because they breathe so well. But the Delicious Tank is a fantastic fabric. It's a great layering piece. It's great to wear out even you know on the town at night with that necklace that we both love to travel with. As I well. I have a couple more questions. These are great, but you know what advice do you have to other people who want to start a company? Starting a company is 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 really a wild idea for many people. And I think they say like 92% of entrepreneurs fail, which is a really high statistic. So how do you be that 8% of people who succeed? And I don't know where I got that stat. I might've pulled it's it out of my probably rear. probably pretty close. It's probably maybe even, um, you know, a higher percentage fail, but I think it's because they don't have a plan and they're not disciplined about how they go about work every day. Kate mentioned earlier that we wake up early every day. I mean, at 5.30 in the morning, we're reviewing emails and we're getting the tone set for our day so that we make sure we accomplish what's most important in that day. So for us, it's just about having that discipline, that daily discipline, because as an entrepreneur, you don't have weekends off. You don't have vacations. You're on 24-7 and you just have to be prepared for that. And it's not a lifestyle for everybody, but it sure is fun. Yeah, but before, I think what's really interesting, Kim, is with your story, and we didn't get a lot to talk about it, so I just, we have a couple more minutes if we can just tell a little bit about it. You know, you didn't start off right away as an entrepreneur. You worked for years. Well, I, I did mean, have, sell rocks right? outside of a store at Seven Painted Rocks, which <laughs> might still be available in Kalispell, Montana for anyone That's who might awesome. want to see the collection. So at but, Seven, you already had this entrepreneurial bug in you. You're selling oh yeah, painted rocks. five, I was going to the candy store because my mom let me go alone with the wagon and I'd fill it up with however many pennies I had and I'd come back to the other kids who had strict parents and I'd sell them the candy for more. But... Since then, I mean, I worked in a big company. I was a chemical engineer and I worked in an office. But now it is, I, for me, it's great. I've always wanted to do something. But when I was in a big company, I always approached my job as if I owned it and as if it was my company. I never really you know, took advantage. I still worked hard, hard, hard for my small salary at a big company because I wanted to do the best I can. And one thing my parents always said was, do the best, be the best you can be. You know, I've got another question because there's so many people who listen to this podcast that are thinking about changing jobs or they want to work for a company where you can pump at work and drink some wine and have some chocolate and go run the stairs during lunch like Grace by Grit. What do you look for? <laughs> the drinking the wine only I know, happens at night. We only happen at night during way. parties. I just, I just happen to come during party night. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Which I just love that you have wine there. So, so my question is really, what do you look for in in employees? Like, what makes a great employee? Grit. Yeah, grit. I think. But if they were just gritty, they would really be annoying. I think women grit. that know how to make it happen, and that <laughs> okay. and that is, hard workers. Yeah, hard, really hard workers, and they and they and going back to make it happen. I mean, I think that's our mantra in our office is just make it happen. Like when someone comes up with a great idea, our typical response is great idea make it happen yeah and but we have earnest very earnest yes. um honest oh she's gonna start crying but we do we have we have an incredible group of women we do um and i think a lot of that is i mean they believe in our product and our brand and our mission and themselves just as much they as believe in themselves yeah. too and they're surrounded by that and so i think you know that that feeds off each other to create something even bigger how old is grace by grit now Almost. We're in our fourth year. Four years. Fourth yeah. years. Yeah. 
It's the best one yet. Oh, absolutely. And we just had our best month ever in January. Awesome. Um, Is there anything else we can talk about that you just want to tell people out there about Grace by Grit, about you guys? Well, we'd like women to try our clothes because we think that they're liberating and you feel so good. You look good and you can take them everywhere, but you're safe and you're strong and you're empowered. Go do the right thing. I think one thing we didn't talk about is you guys did do a collaboration with Chelsea King, someone who was was killed um, while she was running. And I think that's really important. Uh, Do you guys look for causes or do these causes find you when you partner with a company to do a product? Well, I mean, we've talked today about, you know, trust your gut, do the right thing. And for us, because we were inspired by Chelsea King, I mean, that's why I was doing the triathlon we mentioned earlier that Kate was training me for. We were really inspired by Chelsea and her family. Chelsea was a young woman who um, was running alone on a trail and unfortunately was was killed. Really tragic story. But now there's a a run for her every year and there's the Chelsea leggings, which Grace by Grit does. Well, a big part of Story Shelby is actually giving back. So the Chelsea Light Foundation, which is in honor of Chelsea King, raises money towards the safety of children. And they passed Chelsea's law here in California and trying to pass it nationwide in every other state. So that's an organization that we have a real passion for giving back to. But we do a lot of events that give back. So we have a pop-up shop in Las Vegas right now. And we did an event for the Shade Tree Organization, which is a shelter for women that are trying to get through a transition through abuse. Um, And I mean, that's such a part of our story, right, is the empowerment of women. So any organization that either approaches us or that we find or that we read about in those early morning meetings when we're both going through all of our emails and getting online and seeing what's happening in the world around us. We're reaching out all the time to give back. And I think that's a big, big part of our story. And going back to the women that work for us, giving back is just as important to them as making great clothes that make your butt look good. Yeah. <laughs> how, how can people share their um, graced by grit, gritty stories? They can email us at heygirlatgracedbygrit.com. They can share any pictures they have on social media of them wearing the clothes and just hashtag gracedbygrit. We love to do blogs about women and their gritty stories, and we're open to anybody's stories, no matter what that is, how minuscule maybe somebody thinks it is to how big it is. We want to share it because it's all those moments in life that are relatable to other women and that help people move forward and get through those gritty moments. And you also do this gritty teen series, which... Gritty Girls. Yeah, Gritty Girls. Um, So it's an empowerment series for girls to help them learn to cultivate their grit. And it can be for tweens, teens, um, and then preteens, actually, too. And it's been really powerful. It's either a three-part series or just a one-session seminar. Um, We we have a woman in-house who's a health and wellness coach that um, leads these series, and she travels all over the country with us. And it's just a great way for girls to learn about grit, to learn that they all have it inside them, to learn about self-control, self-love. How to use their voice, yeah. when to say yes and when to say no, mm. how to and say how yes to do it. and how to yeah. say no. And why to do it and how to take care of themselves. And it's that empowerment part that's going to create more powerful women that we all have to surround ourselves by. Well, this is an awesome, timely podcast. I think we we tried it once before on the day of the election. Things changed since then, but 
You guys, I love your story. The email is heygirl at gracedbygrit.com. If you go to gracedbygrit.com, they do have wonderful clothes that you can literally wear to yoga, surfing, and then out, which I've done all three once. They even make a black dress that you can wear on the beach, get wet, surfing, and go to dinner in. It's crazy. So go to gracebygrit.com. Ladies, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thanks for supporting Thanks, the Shelby. show. Thanks for being my first sponsor. You guys rock. And definitely check out gracebygrit.com. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget, go to gracedbygrit.com. Enter the code WILDIDEAS. You'll get 40% off your order. Also, if you go to skills.com and you enter the code WILDIDEAS, that's S-K-L-Z.com. Right now, it's 30% off your order. So lots of good deals at Wild Ideas Worth Living. If you like this show, please tell a friend. And if you are a subscriber on iTunes, we would love it if you could rate and review the show. They mean a lot to me. Go to wildideasworthliving.com slash start for instructions on how to do it. And wherever you are in the world, don't forget the best adventures happen when you follow your wildest ideas. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening. Mm-hmm.